And just like that, coming to you live from the Canopy Hotel in West Palm Beach, bam, it is a pink Friday. Let's go, baby. Pink, pink, pink pumpkins pink. Friday. Pumpkins. Shout out to City for the gifts. Man, we're wearing some swag. We had a phenomenal day yesterday. We, uh, oh my God. we were out oh and about God. for a full day and seeing some fantastic people. Got to spend time with the consigliere himself, Sam Sammy, and got to have lunch with Lewis Oliver. And shout out to Jeff Bishop from the huddle. Got to spend some time with him. And then ended the day with one of our favorite clients and friends, uh, the great people of Weston Jewelers, Eddie Dykes and his wife. So that was that certainly was great meal, great conversation. I mean, big table stuff going around, different yeah. conversations across the table and, and great stuff. But, uh, you know, uh, to me, there there we go. That's our day. Nice. Yeah. Love so it. we did. Uh, Jeff Bishop, thank you. Um, we, uh, we are on the road to having uh, huddle swag. So that is uh, uh, in motion. We sat, we designed, we talked, and we, we made it happen. So uh, really, really exciting there. Lewis Oliver is just the greatest. Um, and, and in the perfect fashion of when you put people together, good things happen. Lewis and our consigliere uh, Sam are now doing business. So great stuff. Shout out, Lewis, man. That's a monthly event now. Uh, we love it. Um, Mark and I spent some very deep thinking time. We got out of the, the rat race, sat down and planned with Shay, planned 2021. Strategy is very, very, very significant, both um, client acquisition, uh, uh, future of what on the ball looks like with Mark at the helm. So um, really a very proud day uh, for, you know, for me, knowing that both of you guys are, are the future of, of on the ball and it is solidified and the ink is in the papers are signed. It's just, it just goes to show that you have to draw it out. Like yeah. we, we've talked about it and we've had conversations, but getting there with the whiteboard and being able to write it out into specific categories and organize everything into a very specific structure. It was awesome. So really, really great day. Really cool. Uh, Scotty Garber's in the house this morning. Ken Punzarelli, thank you for your donation to uh, to this. But you know what? Let's do. Um, let, let's jump into some motivational music. We got uh, today is Halloween Eve. Uh, tomorrow is Halloween, and so I have a very appropriate motivational music. Not sure what was going on there, but I was getting double time. It's the so, club uh, mix. I don't it's know the if that's the, it actually right, kind of worked. Yeah, it was. 
<laughs> not planned. Maybe that's because we have innovation at the bottom of the screen. Uh, thank you, Shay, for bringing on the ticker. Now it's official. Um, that'll give everybody an update on what day it is and what uh, the topics are of the day so that you'll be ready. So really good stuff. Um, you see that we're wearing pink. Um, we have two days left. So Shay, um, do me a favor and go right into uh, the updates. So yesterday we raised $500. Um, so what that means is we are now at 7,500 because our team is matching the 500 that was raised. So when you think this through, we have $2,500 that we need to raise between now and tomorrow. If 12 people put in $100, um, we'll get there because we'll match the other side of it and we'll get to 10,000. So um, I love being close, but um, you got to put it over the goal line, right, Mark? There's, there's no substitute right. for, we got, for yeah. putting it in we, the end we, zone. So You got to finish. You got to absolutely finish the fight. So, uh, so we got to get it there. Is, it is finished Friday. So uh, let's do that. Um, and I know everybody's really helped a lot. Shout out to everybody. Uh, Shay, go back to full screen if you would. Um, so we got the shirts, courtesy of City. We also got Oreos, pink Oreos with a nice little note. And I can promise you that when this show is over, I am dunking my Oreos. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy this Friday. One of these are going uh, down. Unbelievable. So um, we, we really want to do this thing. So that's great. Um, uh, Shay, show me uh, what Vicky, um, one of the huddlers, Vicky Maraza uh, sent. So uh, she posted some stuff. Somebody else in her tribe posted this. You are strong. You are beautiful. You are fighting. She posted this late last night. She's in San Francisco. So appropriate because today we're going to talk about boxing and what boxing can teach us about uh, social media. But uh, shout out to her. Um, she actually shouted out us saying that um, two men or three men that were actually shouting out about the cause for women. And so uh, thank you for that shout out. That's pretty amazing. So we're talking uh, Halloween. We're talking, you know, finding a cure for breast cancer. But uh, on the Halloween theme, it is National Candy Corn Day. <laughs> so uh, I can tell you that um, there's only one time a year that I eat candy corn, but I love candy corn. Oh, I'm all about it. I am all about it. It's probably one of the top three things for me for Halloween is that candy corn is out and I have not really eaten sugar in over a month. And I'm sure that tomorrow while trick or treaters are going around, I am going to be pounding it and will be in a sugar coma come Sunday. So uh, here's my question. Is it a candy or a vegetable? <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what day it is on Halloween. Uh, I think it counts crazy, as a vegetable. Crazy stuff. Okay. So this week we talked a lot about, uh, beer. At the beginning of the week, we talked about beer. I almost talked about wine because uh, August 28th was National Wine Day. That was my boo-boo. So wine and beer are all over the place. I found, Jay, show me, that if you are drinking beer or you are drinking wine, they pair very well with certain candies. So I'm going to go into sharing the uh, nine uh, perfect wine and Halloween candy pairings. Uh, Mark, the first one, one of my favorite candy bars is a Butterfinger. 
and Butterfinger goes really, really well with Chardonnay. Interesting. I am uh, looking the, for the oh yeah, uh, here it vanilla, is. Yeah. The vanilla and it accents the vanilla and honey aromas to the treats. So I am a huge Hershey Kisses fan. And so Hershey Kisses with a cab salve, that might be the combo for sitting on the porch <laughs> tomorrow night as uh, as trick-or-treaters go around the neighborhood. So um, we're talking about pumpkins. Brock's Candy makes a uh, Brock's Candy pumpkin, and it says it goes well with Bianco Toscano. The wine explains... Um, the, the wine helps soften the residual sugar of the mellow cream candy and enhance, enhances the honey beeswax. So the, ne the next one is a Milk Dud combination, Milk Duds with a Zinfandel. And my question to everybody is, what's your Milk Dud limit? Like you can only eat so many Milk Duds before all of the caramel is stuck in your teeth. And you just can't take anymore. So, I, where's your threshold for milk duds? I, I, to me, let me tell you something. I'm I, I, one. I'd rather eat a sugar daddy. So here's a Mars bars goes really well with Pinot Noir because the red fruits notes make the nougat and caramel combination pop. How about that? Somebody sat there and thought of this, did it, and wrote it. Wow, bingo. Starburst and Riesling, which I don't really get because those are both super sweet to me. So I have a hard time with sweet wines as it is. That would be like an overload on my palate of sugar. So uh, there's a couple more. I think I'm going to skip to the last one, which is a Kit Kat bar, which you did a little thing on Kit Kats. Um, yeah. Kit, Kat, Kit Kat and Prosecco go together. Uh, the sweetness of Prosecco enhances the milk chocolate flavors in a Kit Kat bar. So fancy <laughs> schmancy, hope you're drinking wine. Now let's get to the good stuff, the beer combos. Ken, Ken Ponzarelli said diminishing returns happens after 12 milk duds. <laughs> I love it. Great answer. Great That's, answer, Ken. Not Supported to be outdone. His, his, his own answer was that Chardonnay goes with everything. <laughs> so uh, Shay, show, me the, show me the picture of the beer combos. Nope. You don't have the beer combos, huh? I have candy pairings for uh, for everything with beer. All good. Okay, okay no problem. Uh, Reese's goes with a porter or a stout. Um, do you have this, Mark? I do. Okay. M&M's with a Pilsner or a cream ale. Snickers goes with strong Belgian dark ale. <laughs> Done. I mean, like, I want that now. Like yeah. I can, I can actually picture and you know, whether or not you eat your Snickers with a fork and knife, I don't know, but with a Belgian dog, like I'm into that right this second Hershey's with a stout or a fruit beer Hershey's with a stout. I could definitely get down with. Awesome. And then the final one is, and if you can pronounce the beer, right, I will put a hundred <laughs> bucks in the kitty right now. Twix is with a hyphen weasen. Hyphen Weitz. I think it's hyphen Weitzen, I think is the proper way to say know. it. Well, whatever it is, <laughs> um, you can, uh, David, David Thomas, what goes with a paps? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Nothing. <laughs> you're done, brother. You're, you're done. Um, yeah. So uh, Jeff Bishop is here now. I don't know if you missed the beginning, but we did shout you out. Um, everybody in the huddle will be very happy about what we're off and running on. 
a Tony Hopper friend, client. Um, I've asked him to join the huddle. Give him a big shout out. He does a lot of great work for United Way. So all of this mindset about give to get, Tony is the top of the funnel there. He's been at United Way of Broward County for 20 plus years. That's a man who knows how to give. So welcome to the show, Tony Hopper. Um, Okay, so good stuff there going on. Uh, Keeping on the theme of, uh, we'll do one more Halloween-y kind of fun stuff. So um, hyphen Wisen, hyphy Wisen. Ken, you're a wealth of knowledge this morning. Um, He's fired up. We have our call this morning. He's fired up, of course. Um, So, um, you know, the marketing side of Halloween, candy, not really a lot of trick-or-treating going on. So marketers were really heightened. So Kool-Aid, which has been a famous kind of brand and marketer, came up with an interesting campaign. Show me uh, what Kool-Aid is doing, please. So they did reverse trick or treat and they said, hey, we'll bring the candy to you and people could sign up up until tomorrow for the Kool-Aid guy to come and visit, which I thought was really, really cool. But listen, I've been watching Kool-Aid commercials for a long, long time. This whole, this character about busting in everywhere. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, Family Guy does a good, uh, for our Friday funny, take it away, Family Guy. Mr. Griffin, I think your words have touched us all. I'm sentencing you to 24 months in prison. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Wow, you know, from the other side, that's kind of annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So for those of you who... You, all you had to do is just Google all the different orientations of what have happened to that character. Oh yeah, but it, I mean, it does teach it. It does teach us stuff. Well, if they're staying on brand, like I would expect the Kool Aid guy to come busting through your door with candy. I wouldn't expect him to be what's, ringing what's the, the doorbell. doorbell? Right, right, right. Like, you know, I'm glad you pointed that out because that's completely off brand. Just bust down the door and show up. So right. anyway, <laughs> that is our tribute to Halloween. I hope you guys have a great. Uh, time tomorrow. Have fun with your friends and your family. Find a way to do it. Shay, you have more? There's one more. Okay. Our, our friend uh, Scotty Mack. Oh, yes. Oh, so, a special oh, Halloween okay. shout out. So uh, Scott McGregor, who we love and adore from something new, all of the people in his organization that we are very tight with, we have a strategic partnership. He uh, is a great example of how to use social media. He decided that he would dress up today, and this is his costume. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Imitation is the best form of flattery, but I'm telling you, he's kind of got the point nailed. He is spot on right there. I mean, that is as close to me as you're going to get. I mean, that is doppelganger type work, man. So uh, thank you, Scotty. Oh. That's fun. What? Shout out to Brian Giannini, who we who we shouted out yesterday for his donation to uh, Kim Swears and tracking him down. Glad to have you in the huddle, my friend. Thanks for being here and thank you for your donation. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So as every week we try and finish the week strong, um, we talked about a lot of stuff, beer, wine, chocolate, great week of content. Yesterday's show was 
on point. It was one of the best dialogues. We continued it last night with Tracy and Ed. We have to shout out to Tracy because behind every good man is one of those great ladies. And Tracy is one of those. Um, no surprise, her and Michelle hit it off, which was fantastic. So um, I want to talk today about social media. You know how important it is, but how what boxing can teach us about social media. And Mark, that's another topic we went with. So we're bringing it all together at the end of the week. Shay, show me Muhammad Ali. On the side of the gloves. Right hand by Foreman was not effective. The right uppercut did bounce the head a little bit. His punches will not hurt Ali. Ali just takes him. Protecting his face at all times does Ali. Foreman throwing more punches now. Maybe this could be the tactic of Ali to let the man punch himself out. 30 seconds left in round eight. Very even fight. Ali, a sneaky right hand. Another sneaky right hand. This time he works over the shoulder of Foreman. So Kenny's on fire. Yeah, me too. So um, today is the anniversary. Uh, 1974, that fight took place in Zaire, and uh, it was really, really hot. It was crazy, and everybody was talking about Ali's basically spent six or seven rounds just covered up, and they wound up calling it rope-a-dope, and then, boom, he came out and, and crushed him. So um, one of the things about Ali that was so great is even the talent, even though he had amazing talent, he always had a strategy about what he's do, what he was doing. His strategy was to let George Foreman, a bigger guy, punch himself out in the that heat, that humidity that night, and then in the eighth round, boom, he did. So, what does that have to do with what does a fight and what does strategy have to do with social media? Show me a book cover that was in 2013. So I bought this book for everybody in the agency in 2013. This was part of their holiday present. We always took the last two weeks of the year off and they went home and I said, I really want you to read this. Now imagine 2013, Gary Vee writes a book, Jab, Jab, Right Hook, how to tell your story in a noisy social world. I think I still have a box of them in my garage. It was an amazing book. And when I thought today, because there's so much stuff about social media that is still not being done right. You're talking about 2013. So today, here's what we're going to go through and uh, talk about some of the takeaways from that book that I think are relevant. You ready, Mark? Yep. So let's do it. First six takeaways. Number one, so what's needed is more, is less right hooking and more jabbing. And those of you who are working with me or working with Mark, we talk about social media, you're posting, is jabbing every day. That's just keeping your opponent at bay, keeping them locked in. In short, a right hooks content aims to sell and promote. A jabs content aims to engage and trigger an emotional response. Boom. So, you know, people who are going in there trying to sell stuff, like some of these knuckleheads that are coming in through the invitation thing, they're just doing it all wrong. It's 2013. Remember, one of my posts this week was, be careful who you listen to. This is a guy you need to listen to. I did in 2013. Hence, these years later, look at what it's done to me, to Mark, to our business. So, Mark, you go with number two. 
Number two is most brands still don't understand social media. So most of their content really sucks. And I think you've seen that for a long time on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter in particular, that the brands posting, they didn't really connect with anybody. They didn't understand how to speak in the native language of the platform. But I'm telling you now, and if you listen to Gary Vee, he's telling you that's changing. They are starting to figure it out. And especially in those three major platforms, you're seeing them get better at understanding how to communicate on that platform, which means that the little bit of reach that's there right now that's left on those platforms will continue to go away because they're going to throw dollars at it now. Yeah, I mean, pretty crazy. So uh, number three, now imagine this was 2013. He said Facebook, despite its popularity, is still one of the least understood social platforms. So I want you to fast forward seven years or eight years and substitute Facebook with LinkedIn, and we have the same problem. Very, very misunderstood, but here's why. It's there to keep engagement high and ensure that you stay in someone's feed. How many of you right? See Mark and I every day. It's jabbing. Imagine the people that we've brought into our world who want to be engaged. So uh, to uh, Alexandra's point, you know, it's about touching your, your audience in a relevant way. Majority of brands still haven't realized the unprecedented insight that Facebook slash LinkedIn gives into people's lives and their psychology. So here's that seesaw. If you're willing to share your life and your psychology, which we do, it's a mirror. It bounces back, man. Great stuff. So Mark, so number four. I want to shout out to Cheryl Clark because her and I had a phenomenal virtual coffee yesterday, which was all about analytics. So if you are a small business and you're not using the analytics of Facebook or Google, you're missing out on a ton of data to understand the customer journey and actually how to leverage your content in the right kind of way. So number four is it's all about brevity and super micro content. I call it being a scroll stopper. You have to understand that people are aimlessly scrolling through the feed. You've got to do something to jump out and grab their attention to make them stop the scroll. And you got to understand that that window is like two seconds. They are in the process of moving by. There's got to be something that makes them want to stop and continue reading. And then you've got a maximum of eight seconds to really engage them in what you're saying to deliver value. So as we continue to move to a shorter attention span, you have to adapt and evolve with it, with your content. Squirrel. <laughs> Squirrel. <Yeah. laughs> exactly. Um, what, what I really liked at the end of that one, which we're going to do more quotes, but tiny, unique nuggets of information, humor, commentary, or inspiration that help you reimagine. You just reimagine every day what's happening in my day. Number five, content may be king. And if I hear this one more time, I'm going to throw up. Oh, content, <laughs> you know, content is king. You know, context is really where it all comes together in certain platforms, what you're doing, how you're doing. Instagram is more visual with photos. LinkedIn is more business, if you will. So personal, but as it relates to your business, you know, and so all of these have a context that if you follow them, great things happen. Bring us home with number six, if you would. Number six is brands are fatally thinking of social media as a distribution channel rather than a storytelling channel. 
And we talk to salespeople at nauseum about telling their story. It is all about telling your story. So when you look at these platforms as opportunities for you to create a story, and I've referenced this before, that makes you the writer, the editor, the director, and the lead actor. So you need to figure out how to tell a story, not just put shit out there daily and not just put calls to action to sell. You need to be creating a plot and create twists and have things that are engaging people that are creating some kind of emotional tie. So I want to give here some context as we talk about LinkedIn. Um, If you've been in our class, you know the numbers, but there are over 700 million people that are registered in LinkedIn. So the platform is the largest networking party going on ever. No geographical boundaries, no time boundaries. It's everywhere. And then if you were to get a number, and I think this number is high, but how many of those people are actually engaged in the platform? It's 40%. You think it's 40 or 50%? Is that low or high, Mark? What, what do you think for that? I don't know. I think the number is climbing. Every 10. climbing. I Correct. think I think the number is climbing. Four out of 10 might be right, but my, I think it still might be a little high. So 40 or 50%, you know, whatever the number is, there's millions of people um, that are looking for content and there's just not enough content. There's people putting stupid shit out there, automated crap. So um, it is still, it still has organic reach, which why don't you share your comments about Facebook and stuff like that? You know, why move, you know, all of this to LinkedIn? So understanding that, as, as the big dollars and big companies really start to understand how to speak through the platforms, their dollars are going to become even more relevant within those places because they're going to be spending to get promoted and to dominate the feed with where the content is. LinkedIn still has a ton of organic reach without paid ads because there's not enough content to feed the amount of people that are using it. So you have to understand your opportunity is a short window because I want to think about this. And Gary Vee talks about this in the book. It took 37 some odd years for radio to reach a certain amount, a certain number. I think it was a million or whatever it was. 50 uh, million people. 50 50 million million people. Right, right. It took TV. What was it? 13 years? 13 years. And then it took Instagram one year. So I want you to understand the pace of adoption and and the rapid movement of evolution within how this is happening for attention and awareness. So if you think you've got 10 years to figure out LinkedIn, you're wrong. You're already five years behind the eight ball and you maybe at max have three more. Bye baby. I love you. You maybe have three. And I love her too. You (laughs) You maybe have three more to go before you have lost the ability to really grow your reach. So you have to figure out what are you, well, it's hard. It's a lot of time. It's yeah, you're damn right. It is. It takes what it takes to be successful. And in today's world and society, it takes different skill sets and it takes different abilities in order to be successful as an entrepreneur, as a salesperson in business, period. End of story. You know, when people understand the volume or as Ken says, the scale. So, um, I pulled another uh, report on the book, you know, because I had scribbled mine. It took a lot of notes and stuff like that. So I pulled one that I thought was pretty relevant just to get some more to close this out. 
the skill sets you talked about it it takes to be successful entrepreneur market irrelevant you know is is different so what are those things if you're not upskilling you're going to get left behind so you you hit it on the head that says yeah okay there's a lot of people who are sitting sitting there with their thumb up their ass going i, I don't know what to do the numbers of people who do not know how to market themselves is overwhelming why cuz no one taught them how to do it you know this is you know when 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 you got athletes and we had this conversation yesterday when you got an athlete that was already coming to college he had already had coaching for 18 years yep. or you know or or 15 years you know whether it was good yep. or bad he had guidance he practiced all the time you know they were using their craft in the sales world that just doesn't happen so i don't know if, of the other 14 were there anything was there anything there that jumped out at you um you know it's um th- this one for me which i love um on facebook the definition of great content is not that not the content that makes the most sales and i i think that's the big paradigm shift that people ha- need to understand is victories in linkedin are very different than the way we were taught to score and we talked about this yesterday the metric system where are the wins yep. where are the you know what how am i measuring my activity um so mark you know how we measure linkedin can you share that as a takeaway sure it's all about c to c which is connections to conversations um we are not proponents of just getting engagement to get engagement if you have 30,000 plus followers and every single one of your posts goes viral good for you but look to gary v to talk about what going viral means it means squat to me the value of linkedin is that you're able to build a relationship with every single person that you connect with so if you have a conversation it doesn't have to be a 15 minute virtual coffee it could just be an exchange on message but every time i see a piece of content that's relevant or somebody that's doing something that i think is worthwhile it is taking the geographic boundaries off of me being able to connect with that person cuz who knows how when or what we're going to be able to benefit each other but if we're willing to, if we're willing to connect in a genuine way the opportunity exists for that to happen and i'm an opportunity connoisseur that's all i'm looking for is collecting opportunities at scale you my son this was a phenomenal week of content of activity of uh, victories um make it a great friday for the rest of the group please please help us get to 10,000 because one way or the other if we'll you think there. it you can get there so uh take us home shay uh everybody have a great weekend tgis and happy halloween happy halloween <laughs>